everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Drunk Friend Podcast, episode 24. I'm Friend. He's drunk. This is Drunk Friend. Alex, how are things going, man? We we didn't see you in the old YouTube feed this week, which you took that vacation not long ago. Or is this another vacation? I don't like to think of it like that because it sounds like I'm lazy. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, no, it's just one of those things where I... I I'm still learning stuff as I go when it comes to this whole YouTube process thing, I guess, when it comes to this creative adventure that I'm on <laughs> somehow. <laughs> um, the first time I took a break, it was only a couple weeks and it wasn't a break. I kept thinking about writing and recording and ideas and making notes and playing games and doing all the usual stuff I did. I just wasn't posting videos and that's not a break. So this time around, it's like, okay, this is a real break, and I really need it uh, because this time of year is really bad for me. Uh, it's allergy season, like, in the thick of it. Um, I work at a school, and we're getting ready for the beginning of the fall semester, which is our busiest time of the year. So that has me busy with my real job. Um, what's the other stupid thing? Oh, the it, it's hot as hell every single day in Albuquerque, New Mexico. 100 degrees every huh. day. And that Albuquerque. does something. <laughs> that does something to your energy level yeah, for sure and uh that's tough to deal with and uh yeah it's just you know a confluence of things that come together and it's uh, uh what about you you don't have a video this oh, week. you're, you you're, you're one to talk yeah i know well i have the uh, i have an old compilation vid you know my rules mm. you know how it goes so yeah i got one coming out uh, next week that's going to be a little bit longer so i tend to take a break before those mainly just uh, I kind of build those in that way I can always stay a little bit ahead of the game because you know like you like you used to be um, when you were you know you, at one point you talked about how you were pretty far ahead and uh, then that kind of crept up on you and you've been, you've been kind of working like you know a day in advance or so and I don't know if I could do that man I really don't so uh, I like to keep it all out in front of me but to your point yeah I think a break is good you definitely don't want it to be a burden I mean I know it's you reach a point at at some point you reach where it's maybe you kind of depend on it mentally. It's kind of the thing that's always there. It's the thing that you oh, yeah. that you uh, you know a lot of the nights of your week are devoted to either playing the game or writing the script or editing and and so I get that the it's it's uh, it leaves a big void that you really don't know what to fill it with other than maybe anxiety about other things. So I, I totally get it. But I think I think a break's good for you, dude. I'm really excited um, for for a legitimate break and uh do you have any any idea how long it's going to be you just going to ride it out until it feels no. feels good i i, I honestly don't care <laughs> good it's, and you know what that's a really nice feeling to just not care um you know what i'm filling the void with is fall guys and mario sports superstars for 3ds hell yeah those are the only those are the only games i've been playing lately and uh i know fall fall guys is basically the new Fortnite, but uh <laughs> it, it is really fun yeah it, it's Despite the amount of cheating that's already rampant in that game, uh, it's it's still pretty damn fun. Uh, I I love the competitiveness. Uh, I love the ridiculous obstacle courses and the physics of the characters. You're familiar with the game. What do you think of it? 
Yeah, I've actually I've not played it because I don't play anything on my PC because I'm afraid if I make my PC do anything besides <laughs> edit video or audio, the house will burn down. And I also don't have a PS4. But I have um, in our Discord some people yeah. have gotten together to play, and I've, I've I've actually watched. And I don't typically have a ton of fun watching people play games unless I know the person. But it was so much fun watching everybody just scream and get bad and and their <laughs> their silly characters not do what they wanted them to do or, and stuff like that. Just yes, ah, it's so so entertaining. Uh, to play and once, watch. Once they get knocked down, they have a hard time standing back up. Yeah. It's really frustrating. But it's frustrating in kind of a fun way, so I enjoy that. Yeah, there's something yeah, to that, yeah. I also, uh, I'm, I've am i put uh, probably about 25 hours in the last two weeks into Mario Sports Superstars for 3DS. Um, I love sports games, man. It's just how I've always been. Mm-hmm. And... If I can get my hands on a 3DS to USB capture thing, I'm telling you, this might be a thing. If if that happens, those those are extremely rare and they're they're really really expensive if you manage to find one. Hmm. But man, I would love to do like a serious play by play of like Mario Baseball, uh, where <laughs> you know I'm playing as Bowser and Yoshi versus. Uh, rosalina and luigi or something like that (laughs) and it's just like that's a terrible play by bowser what was he thinking (laughs) terrible lapse in judgment rosalina to second on an error you know it's like i just love the the straight you know playing that deadpan with those characters would would be a lot of fun uh that, that that game is a collection of sports games by the way it's soccer baseball uh golf tennis and uh horse racing and holy crap, the tennis is legit in that game. It is hard as hell. Yikes. Like just playing the playing the computer. Uh, golf is golf. Golf is easy for me on sports games because I've been playing golf games for a million years. Tennis, holy crap. I get my ass kicked at tennis. Like, oof. <laughs> just big time. But uh, yeah, no, I, I, I'm really enjoying the hell out of that game. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I'm having fun forgetting about uh, the usual stuff I play, I guess. That's yeah, that's interesting, and I think it would be, you know, if if your if your channel came back as just a a parody channel where you did uh, you did your best Joe Buck over Mario sports games, I think that would be hilarious. <laughs> I'm all for that. Please do it. As long as as long as I have Troy Aikman next to me saying you're exactly right, <laughs> that's what happened. <laughs> Agreeing with everything I say. Very agreeable guy. That uh, Troy. But yeah, I guess no videos between the two of us. I guess we're just podcasters now. We're living the lowly life of a podcaster. Yeah, I was thinking, uh, you know, this is this is the progression people make now. Remember how like old sports writers, you know, they'd write for newspapers like Tony Kornheiser, Michael Wilbon, mm-hmm. all the, you know, Dan Lebetard, all those guys. They write for newspapers and then they make they slowly make the transition to TV. And then their their newspaper column is like once a week and then yeah. once a month and then like three times a year. And then they're just on TV all the time. That's us. Yeah, we're, we're just gonna we're just gonna wean off of YouTube and just be the podcast guys. And then when their when their face uh, exits the TV friendly phase, they move into podcasts. So everybody always ends up on a podcast. <laughs> uh, I think Kornheiser uh, reached that point years ago. <laughs> but I, I might be a little mean, but uh, <laughs> uh, he probably would agree. Uh, and so with Troy Aikman. <laughs> so up next, uh, we have some emails. First email is from John Allen, Allen Riggs. Uh, he says, Dear, Riggs. he says, Dear Drunk Friend Podcast, thanks for answering my question about Tommy Boy. 
the game a while ago. Two quick questions. First, is there a 90s song more embarrassing than Return to Innocence by Enigma? Let's spend some time on this first, Alex. Can you think of, of, a, of a song <laughs> more embarrassing than the Hey, oh, I, oh, hi, oh, hey, that, that song that was in every Charmin commercial? That was pretty good. That Thank was you. impressive. Uh, it's funny because when I think of that song, I think of my friend from sixth grade. His name was Nick. And uh, the reason I, I'm convinced the reason the song anybody even knows this song is because it was like the main song featured in this commercial uh, for a CD for new wave music mm. or not new wave music. That's not right. Uh, a new age music, new wave music. That's like Susie and the Banshees and the cure and stuff. Yeah. Uh, new age music. That's uh, was like Enya Enigma. Yeah. Um, like the stuff on the, uh, that pure moods CD. Yes, that came out. exactly. Yeah. Le- yeah. Lisa, Lisa Gerard, that sort of stuff. Um, and this was like the feature song on it. And <laughs> my friend Nick would come to class and, <laughs> And anytime he would, <laughs> anytime he would walk through a door, he would just start that hey, 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 like at the top of his lungs. <laughs> Any room he entered, and God, it made me laugh every time. Uh, um, so I think I don't think that song is embarrassing if if I have positive memories of it, thanks to my friend from grade school. Um, it, it, as to what his song would be more embarrassing, I think there's uh, oh man, there's all sorts of like grunge ripoff. So, I mean, there's your favorite. There's Seven Mary Three and Cumbersome. Yeah, <laughs> there there is that, and I do. I like your Metallica cover there. And there's yeah. also there's the Barbie song by Aqua. That one's kind of kind of embarrassing. I would I would say. Come on, Barbie, let's go party. Yeah, that's the one. Pretty bad. Pretty bad. His second question. He says, "It looks like there's finally plans to create a Seinfeld video game." Which is funny. This isn't an email because it comes up later in the episode. We do these things out of order, so weird. Uh, he says, "But it's two decades late." But what if, during the early 1990s, someone made an NES or Super NES game based on Seinfeld? Huh. For some reason, when I picture that, I picture like. A really bad platformer that looks like one of the Home Alone games, and it has like Jerry bouncing around on the streets of New York. Yeah, and it's just it's just bad. I kind of picture uh, the the Home Improvement game, but with oh. just a different sprite. Yeah, yeah, that one's really bad. I would love a, a Seinfeld RPG though, and we get into that later in the episode. Yeah, uh, I would love. Like, <laughs> imagine a Super Nintendo <laughs> turn based RPG. I mean, you've got four party members, yeah, and you've got en- you've got enemies. You've got uh, the man with the cape. You've got Newman. You've got uh, uh, maybe Lloyd Braun could be a could be an enemy. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I like the idea got- of maybe taking s- some of the episodes because a lot of them there is. I mean, it's a show about nothing, but sometimes there is an action climax, and I especially remember the one where I think George gets a high score on an arcade machine. And, oh, yeah, on Frogger. Yeah, and they're going to unplug it, so he tries to get it still powered back to his apartment because they're going to get rid of it. Like, that yeah. could be a whole mission. Like a, That could be like an escort mission where you have to keep him from getting hit by cars and stuff while he's got the thing, and I don't know. could be fun. Absolutely, and then there's the episode where Bette Midler is going to be – she's playing in a charity softball game, and uh, is it George that runs her over <laughs> yeah. at home at home plate? 
Like there's that, and then she, you know, she would be, and then Kramer would defect from your party and join Bette Midler, and you'd have to fight both Bette Midler and Kramer. Oh man, so I think that would be interesting. We have ideas. Somebody reach out to us. We have ideas. (laughs) But uh, John Allen Riggs concludes his email by saying, "Thanks for reading." You're welcome, John. You're you're welcome. Now we got an email from Mark that says, "Dear drunk friends, parenthetical." Insert mean comment, or I'm sorry, insert mean insult here, <gasps> parenthetical, oh. kind regards, insert funny sounding nickname here, <laughs> parenthetical. Pretty standard email <laughs> there. <laughs> you played that pretty well. <laughs> good, uh, good reactions there. Good email, Mark. Thank you for the mean insult. Uh, it really hurt, and your nickname really hurt. is hilarious. Uh, I'm, I'm going to need a lot of drugs to sleep tonight. Um, <laughs> a lot of drugs. More than uh, usual. A lot of drugs. Okay, up next you got you got the easy email. Uh, up next here, Sean. I'll, I'll do the I'll do this one. I don't care. <laughs> we got Sean. He says, "Hi guys, I'm loving the podcast. Thank you. I'm a longtime subscriber to Snestruck's channel. Thank you. Two of my favorite SNES games. Why am I saying SNES? I always say SNES. Two of my favorite SNES games, Front Mission, Gun Hazard, and Star Ocean, are games I would have never have played if without watching your channel. My question for the both of you." both of you is what are your favorite boss battles furthermore what are some less obvious games with the great boss battles thanks sean aka button masher and <laughs> i just want to say button masher is a great name that's if you want to start a youtube channel as like button masher i think that that's a solid name i think yeah. it's a pretty good name yeah i mean it's i would say it's not a funny sounding nickname as mark paradised earlier i think it's a solid nickname <laughs> i think i think it's pretty good uh so i i can i can start on favorite boss battles here i think a game you know speaking from the nes side of things i think games that typically have my favorite boss battles are things like castlevania like the the creepy haunted house stuff i always love fighting you know the medusas and the draculas and the vampires and the werewolves and the frankensteins and all that stuff that's always it's always stuff that's appealed to me. I kind I like spooky movies. I like scary movies. I like that whole genre. So when those guys are bosses, it's always cool to me, even if they're little basic 2D sprite guys. So I think those are always my favorite boss battles. And in Castlevania, I mean, obviously they're great games. Um, Zelda had uh, maybe not Zelda one. I felt like the bosses in that were a little bit weak uh, visually, but Zelda two had some good ones on the NES. Um, some that are less obvious games with great boss battles. Monsters in my pocket. Uh, that's another Konami game, and one of the memorable ones in that one is like you're you're on a boat, and in Monsters in My Pocket, you're just you're basically just little toy figure guys. So everything is around you is larger than life. Like you're hopping through dresser drawers and stuff. You're just little toys, but in one of them you're like on a boat, and one of the um, one of the bosses is this giant octopus that comes up out of the water with its tentacles slapping at you and stuff. It looks pretty cool for the NES. So I'd say you know in terms of a boss battle, I can't remember if that was particularly fun or not, but it definitely looked cool. And I like it when a boss a boss screen or boss battle looks really, really cool. And actually, yeah. another one before I pass it off to you, I just played through uh, Gargoyles 2 on the NES, and that, that's just a oh. vibrant, beautiful game in general. And the bosses in that, they just look cool, and I like it when they look awesome. Yeah, and that leads me to my first choice for, like, uh, underrated boss battles, uh, people that might sleep on them, uh, is... Uh, a game called Skyblazer. It's a uh, 2D action platformer. It's got some really interesting boss fights with some interesting mechanics where there's one boss that keeps getting bigger the more you hit it. But there's another one that I really like that rotates around as kind of like a Yoshi's Island effect. 
that uh, kind of spins around and you have to jump in between the gap and the wall that comes at you. It's really creatively done. Um, there aren't too many games that do that. Uh, yeah. That game's got some really interesting stuff going on in it. Um, so there's that. Um, Skyblazer. There's also, believe it or not, I actually have, I'm planning a 13 hardest boss battles list video. Oh, man. And no one will comment wanna... on that. No one's going to say anything. They're, they're going to ignore that video completely. <laughs> That's not going to get anybody riled up or angry about what you think. Yeah, exactly. Where's this boss? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, I don't want to give too much away. I, I, I will say, though, that pretty much every boss and mini-boss in Contra 3 is the greatest. <laughs> it's just the the boss that climbs the wall with you. Oh, yeah. It's not even a boss. It's a mini-boss. It's just an enemy. It's yeah. so freaking cool. Like, I, I love that thing. Um, then there's the the giant Terminator head that comes at you at the end of that level. Pretty much any boss in Contra 3 is is the best. Um, there's also Mario RPG with uh, the secret boss with Kulex, uh, where the Final Fantasy music kicks in. That's fun. Um, boy, I don't know. Other than that, I don't want to give too much away. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I will say just for the record, for as hard of a game as Super Ghouls and Ghosts is. The boss fights in that game are ridiculously easy. Really? Like, ridiculously easy. Yeah. The first boss you fight is that giant chicken thing. Mm, yeah. And it spits eggs out of its mouth at you, and it's really easy. Honestly, the second level boss is probably the hardest boss in the game because you have to deal with the rising and falling water, and it shoots missiles periodically. But the third level boss is easy as hell. The fourth level boss is easy. The final boss is even easy. You just have to keep your distance, and I mean, what a disappointment that is. Yeah, that might be, maybe I'll make a, a disappointing top thirteen bosses. disappointing boss fights, and it'll be all super ghouls and ghosts. You know, I, I think a genre that usually has some pretty good looking um, and pretty difficult uh, boss battles are the shoot 'em ups and um, things like Gunnack. Yeah, Gunnack and Life Force, and um, there's another one out there. Abadox. Abadox in general is is just oh, Abadox is gross. Yeah, grody looking <laughs> game, but the, you know the boss is always always memorable. So yeah, I'd say that's you know, again, I, I I won't speak on whether they're easy or hard, but from just a visual aspect, I like it when they take up like half the screen, and I'm actually physically afraid of it. So yeah, our type is is the is the master of that. Yeah. All right. Well, coming up, we have a pretty good interview with our pal, Jason Heine. Jason is, I mean, he's very memorable for me, I mean, going way back. He, he might have been what I would consider the person that kind of got me into uh, an online retro gaming community as a thing. Like, I didn't know other people were into it. And when I found the All Gen Gamers podcast with him and a lot of his folks there, uh, Pete Door, Gamester 81, I was kind of like, oh, there's YouTube. It kind of it kind of was my my gateway into this whole, this whole thing that we do here. So uh, I have a lot to thank Jason for. And he does everything. He's got, you know, thrifting videos. Uh, he, he does stuff with fast food. He's always very musically inclined, audio engineering, all that stuff. And the interview is is awesome. He's a very funny guy. And he's got a cool project coming out that he talks about uh, later in the episode, too, that everyone can get their hands on pretty soon. Jason's a very positive, 
guy. He's a very happy guy, and he's very pleasant to listen to. He's got a great voice. We, we have a penchant for having people with nice voices on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's on purpose or if that's just a happy coincidence or a happy <laughs> accident, as Bob Ross would say. But, uh, it, 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 you know, you have to suffer through our two voices. So I the know. worst that, you know, we, you, the best we can do is, is serve up some, some, some happy voices for you. <laughs> but uh, Jason is, is a really nice guy, and he's been around for a long time uh, around YouTube, around podcasts, around gaming. You know, the guy knows his stuff, plain yeah. and simple. And he's very knowledgeable, very cultured when it comes to gaming. And uh, I really appreciate that about him. He's a great guy to talk to. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait to have him back on already. And so, after a little bit of cooler, get ready for some Jason Heine. All right, Jason, thanks so much for joining us here on the Drunk Friend Podcast. We really appreciate it. How are you doing? Hey, thanks for having me. No, I appreciate the invite. I'm I'm fantastic. It's so good to to meet you guys, Trav, Alex. Appreciate it. Yeah, right dude, no problem. I, I think it's kind of funny because when we first, when when Alex and I first started this podcast, Alex, he's, he's a guy, he's got ambitions, he's got high hopes. And he was like, who do you want as a guest, you know, eventually? Like, we'll work our way up, we'll get some, we'll get some cool people. He was like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about maybe getting, uh, I don't know, like Tom Cruise or, or Obama or something. And I was like, just give me that Jason Heine, you know? You, you know what? Yeah, exactly. You know, just cut to the chase. Let's, let's just get the real deal here. Yeah, yeah, we want a, we want a real true blue Missourian on our podcast. <laughs> oh, oh, I see where I see where you're going with this. Talk about my scam stuff. Yeah, we could talk yeah, about yeah. that. I think we should talk about that eventually. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely we'll definitely get there. But um, but certainly, I, you know, I, I I told Alex, I was like, you know, it would be great to get Jason on. I followed him for a while. Uh, you know, the All Gen uh, Gamers podcast, all that stuff. But I was like, you know, I, I kind of don't want to just drop it on him and just be like, hey man, I know you don't know who I am. You want to do a podcast? So I'm like, I'm gonna. We'll stalk his his streams for a couple of weeks. Do the old do the old slow burn. Get on the inside, you know. And uh, I happened in there one night, and you were like, you know what? And you were talking about how like, you know, you're you're very skilled. You're you're a very good audio engineer, and people always ask you to help with their podcast, but they never want to talk to you on the thing. And I was like, this is perfect, Jason. Please, I would love the whole. <laughs> I mean, please come on my podcast. So you were nice enough to oblige, and sometimes sometimes. Things just fall in your lap like that. So thanks again for agreeing to come on. I know, uh, you know, it's kind of out of the blue, but hey, it worked out. No, absolutely. You pretty much summed it up. I mean, that's exactly how it went down. See, here's here's the thing. Here's the big misconception. Well, I guess it, I don't know if it's a misconception or not, but uh, un- unfortunately, um, we, we live in a world where for whatever reason, uh, people aren't very nice. Let's just let's just let's just call it what it is. You know, people aren't very nice. So, like for for whatever reason, you would think that uh, uh, most people wouldn't want to talk, wouldn't want to get on, wouldn't want to hang out, wouldn't want to do something. I'm the complete opposite. I've always been about community. I've always embraced that um, in everything that I do, and it's it's actually very uncommon. Uh, I feel uh, because a lot of uh, I don't know YouTubers or podcasters or people. It's like this is what we do. Like, what's what's the point of of doing all of this, of building something, of creating content or entertainment, and engaging with people when you don't engage with people. That's what I've always said. And so that was my I little rant on my Twitch stream. I'm like, you know, no one invites me to podcasts. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm the I've been podcasting for 10 years now, 10 years. And it's like, um, I, I want to help people. I want to help them grow. I want to and I want to continue to to create and inspire and, and be around like-minded people. And that's that's really the main goal. So 
Um, yeah, I mean, your slow burn was uh, was the right thing to do. However, you could have just come right out and said, "Hey, yo, what's up? <laughs> like, we need we need to talk." And I, and I would have researched your show and been like, "Yeah, these guys are dope. Let's do it." So, but uh, yeah, no, I I, I appreciate it again and uh, excited to chat with you guys. No, I was just gonna say uh, the thing with you though is that you're not only building community on YouTube, you're building community on Twitch through podcasts through uh all sorts you're not just sitting with with games or anything like that you're doing facebook spammers (laughs) saying you're from missouri i was real sad you know trav and i were both sad you never got to talk about your time in missouri with them (laughs) they seemed really interested at first but then you know it kind of fell off there so uh so here here's your chance though if you want to talk about your time in missouri we're going to give you that that spotlight what was it like growing up there (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> seriously like a poll okay so let me t- let me just break it down because no one likes an inside joke so listen to so your your listeners here's what here's what we're referring to so recently, that's what we're trying to do though we're trying to get them hook line and sinker like what is this missouri stuff we're talking yeah, about but it's, exactly it's, it's, you it's know, freaking hilarious though and, and i've never been to missouri i have no idea i've driven through it i have no idea so what's happening was well oh we did stay in joplin yeah you're right you're right we did get stuck there for three days it was cold very cold Great truck stop. Glad they had Taco Bell. That was fantastic. I OD'd on Baja Blast, the old Baja Beast. It was so good. I think my girlfriend, I've never seen her eat so much pizza in her life. It was great. Pizza Hut was there. Okay, anyway. So what happened was, what's happening recently, and this is all new. So uh, on my show, on my podcast, I talk about tech and I talk about gaming and stuff. I usually, in the tech section, I talk about like... Um, I try to uh, make people aware and keep them abreast of like, you know, uh, scamming and, and, and phishing and, and hacks and, and things like that, just so that we're all kind of in the know. Um, there's a lot to keep up. Basically, we're being hacked right now. Like, you know, your password is being stolen right now somewhere. It's just the reality of it. <laughs> so I try to report and at least let people know like, hey, you know, this is happening. Um, but recently what's happening is I'm getting a lot of... Um, friend request on Facebook. At the time I was reporting it, I was getting like 10 to 15. I'm getting like 20 now a day. And they're mostly uh, fake accounts, just phishing accounts. And that's phishing with a P. Um, hmm. And, you know, it's a form of it's a form of, of scamming and trying to get your data, your information and stuff like that. And if you're not in the know, you may be like, oh, it's a really cute girl talking to me. Like, no, it's typically not. It's typically a dude in a cubicle somewhere else, you know, trying to name your Bruce. data. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, anyway, long story short, what's happening is they're writing me, but I'm 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 keen to it. I know what they're doing. I actually know the entire plan of what they're trying to do. So I play with them. And so what's happening is they're writing me. And they're just like, hey, like it all starts the same. Like they basically have a script, you know, and they just have a script that they read. And they're like, hey, how are you? And they're like, you know, where are you from? What do you do for a living? And it just goes right in. Like basically they're just they go right in for your social security number. Like they just jump right in. And uh, yeah, so I just start making up shit and I'm just like, yeah, I'm from Missouri. Or no, they said they were from Missouri. She was like, I'm from Missouri. And I, bro, I just pull up fucking Wikipedia and I go right there and I'm like, Missouri. <laughs> I start looking up all the data, start looking up all the stuff and I just play with them. Um, and I'm like four days in on this like relationship. And I, I was telling my girlfriend, hey, you're looking at a married man. I just got married today. Like we literally got married on Facebook and I, I'm, I, it's great. And I can't wait to, to, and I'm expressing, I can't wait to share our love and our passion. And, and, you know, and she like wants to get to know me. But now the big thing, dudes, listen to this. She's like, we need to get over to WhatsApp. Boom. I was wondering what, where is this going? Cause you can't do a whole lot on Facebook messenger, you know, like WhatsApp, there's different ways to kind of hack the system and 
get security code so they can log into my shit and do all the stuff. So anyway, I'm, I'm doing this for science, you know, for your health. <laughs> and uh, to share with the great, great world of uh, just be careful out there. Be very vigilant. Um, there's a lot of fishing, especially with COVID happening right now. Everyone's on lockdown. There's actually a new one um, that I'll report on later in the week uh, where they're using voice over IP to try to get your data. It's just, it's a, it's a scary place. And if you don't know, you may get got. And so I just want to try to let everyone know that, hey, man, this stuff's going on. So just be careful out there. Be very, very careful. That's all. But I like to have fun with them. I like to fuck with them because if I can waste their time a little bit, yep. then, I mean, not that it stops them. I know it doesn't. It won't stop them, whatever. But if I can waste their time a little bit, like an hour or two, in this case, four fucking days, it's been amazing. Jeez. <laughs> then... um that stops them from wasting four days scamming someone else who might be somebody else. Exactly. Un- somebody else who it. might be more susceptible. Um, yep. I'm sure if I, 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 you've heard of a uh, kit Boga. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That, that guy has got, he, he does something similar. Only he goes to the point where he creates characters. Like he's got Edna, the old lady, and he's got this voice changer thing that he uses that makes him sound like so convincing as this like 80 year old woman, and she, as as a character, she takes this approach that's like the, the the Abe Simpson approach of like, I can't do an Abe Simpson impression, but it's like, you got to tell stories that don't go anywhere. Like the time <laughs> I needed to go to take a ferry to Morganville, <laughs> I needed a new heel for my shoe. <laughs> and exactly. the guy, the guy in the other end is like, ma'am. Ma'am, ma'am, please, ma'am, ma'am, listen to me, ma'am. And he, he just keeps going forever. Well, so I got a big time amount of respect for the people that put in the time to do that because it's exactly what you said. It's um, you're uh, preventing them from making use of their time to actually scam somebody. Right. So kudos right. to you for that. Appreciate yeah. that. And Thank the, you. The laugh out loud, I guess, spoiler of of the whole Missouri thing was at the very end of your back and forth. They kind of, they kind of ghosted you and your, your, uh, <laughs> your response was like, well, Hey, you know, anytime you want to talk about Missouri, you know, I'm here. And that, that's, that made me laugh. That yeah, was good. Yeah. Like, exactly. I was like, Hey, I, I would love to talk more about Missouri. You know, love that was the cherry on the Sunday capital sure. would love to know, you know, all about that greenery, whatever you got going on. Good shit. Uh, good stuff. So, yeah, man, I guess speaking of podcasting, let's go back, I don't know, about 10 years. Uh, the All Gen Gamers podcast, that was how I was first introduced to you. And, and um, yeah, it's it's definitely been a while. It's hard when I looked up how long it had been. I was like, man, 10 years, really? Is that, is that for real? Um, can you talk a little bit about, like, you know, you don't have to go in, like, great detail and, like, give us the whole archive of, of your memory bank. But, you know, what was that like? How did you get into that? How did you get into that group and, and all of that? Well, in so in, in 2010, uh, these the few YouTubers that I watched, uh, Pete Dorr, Happy Console Gamer, and Gamester81, uh, they collaboratively got together and said that they were going to do a podcast, and I was really excited for that. Um, so they began to do uh, a podcast. They started it, and and Pete was recording it. He was um, in charge of that, and they got a few episodes in, and me kind of just listening to it, me being the audio guy, I was like, oh man, you know, I was, I was, I love these guys and I'd follow these guys Mm -hmm. for, you know, since about 2008 when they started. And so I'm sitting here going, you know, I want to, I want to help these guys. Their audio sucks. 
They know it sucks. They say it sucks. Pete says, I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm trying to figure it out. And so I just, I saw, I saw a place where I could actually lend a hand, step in and help them. And so I, I, uh, I met Gamester actually. We ended up, funny story is we were actually neighbors. We lived in the same neighborhood here in Arizona, wow. which is trippy. Huh. Yeah. When I met him, he was just like, Hey man, you know, you, he asked me to be on the show actually. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. And he's like, okay, cool. And then we just had a conversation. He's like, Hey man, we're, you know, you're in Arizona. I'm in Arizona. We should like go to a game store. And I was like, yeah. And then we just talked and he was like, you know, where do you live? And I was like, well, I live, you know, in this city. He's like, well, I live in this city. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I live uh, by, by, by this store. He's like, well, I live by that store. I come to find out. He's like, holy shit, we're in the same neighborhood. So like we were walking distance. It was small <laughs> world, crazy. right? So crazy. So anyway, the, everything aligned. Everything was really cool. And, and I, I was on the show, uh, episode six, actually, of their show. And I proposed to them to just be their producer, just to produce the show and edit it and do all that. I wasn't even wanting to be a guest or a, a host. So, but after the, after episode six, it was very clear the chemistry was was there. They were very thrilled. Pete was so thrilled that someone else was going to take the reins on the audio because it's, it's tough. You guys know editing shows and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's not easy. Uh, it's an art form. And so, um, I took the reins there, but I became a host. And from there, I mean, it's just been, that's, that's it, man. The rest is history. It was all gen gamers was, uh, I mean, today I still get people write me. I get messages every day and people talking about it and pe rediscovering it and, it was the first podcast of its time. I mean, the only other podcast in that day was, I think IGN had one, and I think Classic Game Room had some sort of um, almost kind of vlog style thing. I don't know if it was a podcast, but there wasn't any real gaming podcast. And this is a weird time. You, you, a lot of people can't imagine it. Imagine a time when, when you would like t type in podcast in your app and there'd be like one or two gaming podcasts. Like it was a niche thing. Right. And so, yeah. um, we started, uh, they started all gen gamers based on just the YouTubers, just the YouTube community in the gaming community, uh, to do a show and to talk about retro modern games, the gaming. I mean, that was the intro that I did, you know, it's all gen gamers, a podcast for video games of, of all generations. And that's really yeah. what it was based off of. And man, it it just really took off. People really enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, I mean, 10 years later, here we are. And um, we're not recording it currently, but we did 202 episodes. And it was really about a solid eight years of just pure joy. We had so many great guests on. And it was a magical time, man. A magical time for, for gaming, for the YouTube community, uh, for growth. And um, it was just, it was a great show. And it is a great show, even to this day. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's still listenable. I think a lot of it still holds up. Uh, and, and to your point, yeah, I mean, and and I'll say this: I absolutely love Pete. Even his audio and his videos that he makes now isn't great. So like you, you definitely did wonders for the podcast. Uh, and you know, you you did like this thing. I think where you like, um, I think you had like a highlight thing, like a like a. I don't know. You put together some sort of compilation, I think, of 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 the show that was pretty awesome. So yeah, you you definitely uh, improved the quality quite a bit, not just in the audio stuff, but obviously being there. And I got to ask though, you know, all those guys that um, that you did the podcast with. I know some came and went. I think uh, Happy Con Happy Console Gamer left at some point. Metal Jesus stepped in. Sexy Ben stepped in, and there were some rotations. Do you still keep in touch with all those guys? Uh, I mean, I'm sure you still follow their YouTube channels, but are you still, you know, do you do you hear from them? Yeah, 
Yeah, I do. I do. I do still keep in touch with them. Um, of course, it's not as often as uh, before, of course, because we're not actually, you know, creating content together anymore. But right. uh, yeah, no, I absolutely do. Um, I, I talk with MJR. I talk with, with uh, Gamester uh, on and off. Uh, definitely. I talk, I think, more with Pete uh, just because him and I are in a very similar wheelhouse of, you know, we have the, the, the stream schedule on Twitch and um, I mean, I've I've always been creating content on YouTube. I've never stopped. Um, so yeah, yeah, we we definitely keep in touch, and you know those those are all my boys. And you know through you know through the ups and downs, um, you know through the thick and thin, it's like in the end of the day, we we all created something special. And um, you know, I've all I've been really the the core driver of this sort of thing, and. You know, st- taking that role as as producer for the show, it it's different than just being a host, right? Of just showing up, mm-hmm. doing your doing your part, and leaving. There's a whole bunch of back end stuff, and you know, I've I've, I've definitely uh, I, I feel really great about what we created and what we did, and and I've I I loved it. It was great. Oh, yeah. right on. Yeah, I'm so excited you- to hear that you guys still uh, stay in touch. It would be like, you know, it'd be like finding out your favorite band you know, didn't get along after it was all, and you'd be like, damn, man, I wish those guys still liked each other. But no, it's good to know that you guys stay in touch. So that's that's good to hear. Well, you mentioned YouTube there for briefly, uh, and you've been on there for 10 years as well. Uh, so I have to ask, in your opinion, what have been the biggest changes that have affected your channel over the years when it comes to like the YouTube format, when it comes to your format and how it fits what YouTube demands of you? Yeah, so I never have conformed to that of what YouTube demands and what they want. And that's probably why, um, well, it's hard to say. It's really hard to say. But the reality is, is that YouTube in 2010, 2008, 2009, 2010, and even up until probably, I would say, 2013, 2014 is when things started to really shift. Um, It was completely different. I mean, there was a real community there. And that was something that was embraced uh, by all of us uh, back in that day. And I still continue to do so, even though the reality is, is that YouTube makes it extremely difficult uh, for for your community, for your viewers to actually see your content. You guys all know this. You upload videos and stuff. You, you've been doing it for years. Now, the algorithm, it, you know, it's it's... <laughs> YouTube will push what they want to push that that generates the most revenue for them or, you know, watch time and whatnot. So watch time has changed. You know, there was a time when we were trying to do view duration. There was a time when it was all about subs. And reality is, um, any, any YouTuber today will tell you, anyone who knows, it's not even about the subs. It's about the watch time. It's about who engages and watches and for how long. That's what they look at. And there mm-hmm. has been, you know, there's been shifts. Uh, that was one big shift. Um, I remember, shit, I remember a time when you could subscribe to a channel and then later on that day, just refresh your feed and you'll get like videos from whatever you subscribe to. It's not the case anymore, bro. You have to go in and you have to subscribe. Listen to this. I mean, we all, everyone knows this, but you have to subscribe. Okay. Then you have to enable notifications like in your browser. Then you have to enable notifications in your settings. All right. Then you have to go to your mobile device because that can be a blocker too. And enable push notifications on your device to be able to get that through the app. I mean, there's so many blockers now to where, and it happens even on Twitch. People are like, wait a minute, why didn't I get to know your, it's like, because one, one little area you have notifications blocked, it blocks it on everything. It's like, well, 
fuck, I got three iPads and I got, you know, like, <laughs> it's like yeah, you're going to have to do all this stuff. It's just, it's, it's really sucks. So um, they've also done a, sh- a shitty job de-emphasizing comments where you talk about community and, and that's not just between uh, content creators, it, by the way, sp- just a, a side note on that. Do you remember video replies? Oh, dude. I, from way back when I had Pete, Pete Dora on my show like a couple months ago, and we talked about this specifically. Those were yeah. awesome. Yeah, those were those were really a cool touch. To I remember somebody I forget who it was created a, a video game quiz. Uh, it was music, and mm-hmm. I would post my own video response of like me listening to this quiz, and then like saying the name of the game, and then going back, and that person would come back to me and like okay you got six right or out of ten or something like that it was it was kind of cool and that's completely gone uh the comments are are just a dumpster fire yep like absolutely i don't look at comments at all ever mm-hmm. um really if if you do you get what you deserve because it's I, especially once you get to a certain threshold where it's just you get more non-subs watching than subs so you get more people more drive-by comments that are just you know, rude and entitled and just lousy. They're they're there to treat the comment section as their own personal, you know, toilet, basically. One hundred percent. I mean, I've I've said this, dude. You yeah. if you want to if you want to figure out if you have thick skin or not, make a top twenty video of <laughs> your favorite games, bro. And then yeah. put that up line put that online and click publish. Dude, I have people every day telling me to go kill myself <laughs> over my top my favorite my video I did like ten years ago my my favorite top twenty NES video games, and people are like, "You don't have Metroid, go kill yourself." It's like, whoa, yeah, please. it's a bit uh, aggressive. Yeah, yeah, my I have and th- uh, I told Daria this a few weeks ago. Um, listen, if you want views on YouTube, do something about what video games are hard and what video games are not hard because that will get people crawling out of the woodwork oh, dude, totally. about like that game's not hard this game is hard mm-hmm. you know i beat this game when i was four <laughs> you know and it's just it, it people cannot help themselves when it comes to talking about a, you know having a pissing contest about what games are tough and what games aren't tough you know like my video for 13 hardest Super Nintendo games made in 2016 still gets like six or seven comments every freaking day mm-hmm. th- about like this superstar is easy. And, you know, it's like, fine, fine. It's easy. Fine. OK, <laughs> I, I don't know what you want me to say. What what is the appropriate response to that? I, and, and you know what? I don't care because these are just mental calories that I'm, you know, it's it's the McDonald's equivalent of mental calories. So you can just. <laughs> run off but no i i see you i i hear what you mean though it's 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 you have to have thick skin to even glance at at comments and that's a shame because it used to be uh I, you know, it was easier to recognize names that would come up regularly oh, yeah yeah you and have be like, oh you know? it's that it's that guy oh yeah that's that's fun we can have like a quick conversation of across like six or seven comments and they'll re- we'll recommend videos to each other and blah 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 and yeah, and that's that's gone. That good luck doing that now. It does not happen. One hundred percent. And it's tough because I still love making YouTube videos. I still love doing it. And it's I, fun. I, yeah, I, yeah. And it's like you just kind of have to continue to do it on your own terms. 
and understand that when you jump into it. And, you know, those of us have been around for a while on, on, on there, people ask, you know, about starting YouTube channels and stuff. And, and I, I've always said it, man, just, just do it because you love it. You better not have any expectations or, you know, high hopes when it comes to this. Just do it because you enjoy it and have fun with it because yeah. it's, uh, it is fun and it, it still is fun. I think for me and Trav, just speaking for, I'm going to speak for you, Trav. Uh, I think for me, (laughs) for me and Trav, okay. I I think for us, the draw is like, what is this game? Let's find out. And then let's show everybody what it is. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes it's that simple. At least it is for me, where it's just like, here's this weird ass Super Famicom game. What is this game? I'm going to play it and then I'm going to find out. I'm going to write some notes and write a script about it and then put it out there. And that's fun. I like doing that because I like, you know, I'm sharing a hobby and I I like finding out about this stuff that, you know, this game was made in the early 90s, mid 90s. And I had no idea it existed when I was in my, you know, Super Nintendo playing prime. So I feel like I'm still catching up on all those games I missed out on. So, yeah, like you said, it's it's just make sure it's fun and it's totally like like doing. Totally. Yeah, man, you said it. Yeah. And I I think the motivation is as long as it's outside of what YouTube can give you. Like if your motivation is like, I want to get like a thousand subs and I want to have, you know, all of this stuff. Like, no, you don't, your, your motivation should be like, like what Alex said, uh, you're interested in the games and you want to share what you find out about the games or else you'll, you'll be really disappointed when, uh, you find out that, you know, it's harder than it looks to, to get people to actually click on stuff. But, um, speaking of which you did the emu review and that was your, that was your channel for a long time. Um, before you you made it Heine House Entertainment, and you still do. I guess you still do reviews on occasion. Is that right? Uh, yeah, once in a while. Yeah, yeah, I do. I um, I kind of moved a little bit away from that, but yeah, I do from time to time. I mean, recently I did a I did a top twenty Super Nintendo games right. video last uh, beginning of the year, I think, or end of end of last year. Yeah, I do. I got a I bone to pick with you about that. All right, let's, talk. let's oh, do no. it. I'm just kidding. Don't kill yourself. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I expect. God, I just gotta no. get it out of the way. It's, I know it's coming. Dear God, no. I'm just kidding. Uh, that's good stuff. Yeah. Speaking of though, you know, we, we're talking about like you know your community, and you've always sort of been the guy that's. Um, you, you've really always been the guy that sort of fostered positivity, even in your reviews of things. It's not like this game is garbage and and I hate it. You know, it's always everything that you do is is very uplifting. And I think that's why. I'm drawn to a lot of your stuff, Jason, is because it's the vibes. You have this, like, you're, you're just a, a pair of sunglasses in the early 90s, man. You're just a cool guy, first and foremost. <laughs> All of your videos, you just exude this this coolness. I mean, whether it's, like, you're playing racing games, your reviews are always upbeat, you get you make thrifting videos fun. I know people that make thrifting videos that couldn't be, couldn't be less fun. Right, but yours right. are always great. You got Nerf guns hanging out there. You're, you're going through a drive-thru and being hilarious. I mean, is that just... You're like magnetic. Is that just who you are, or do you have you're, to like? Do you put that on? For you're the, the kid. You're the kid on the cover of of Kid Chameleon for Sega Genesis. Is what you Travis are. That you're, were you that guy? Was that you? But no, really, is that Jason Heine Al Natural, or is that your? Is that a, a persona for for the camera? Dude, that is who I am. Yeah, and that's the crazy thing about it is that I just always wanted, to, just wanted to roll the the camera. And just have fun and just do whatever whatever the case may be, whether we're out thrifting or we're going through the drive-thru like you talked about, um, making game reviews, talking about stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'm a pair of sunglasses in the 90s. I like that. I take that as a compliment. I like that. 
Uh, yeah, man, it's just it's just the way that I am, and I feel I feel like there's so much negativity, and 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 I know that I will get less, um, you know, less less traffic, less attention, less this, less that, because I I think people migrate to the drama more for whatever reason, and I've never been in that camp, so um, I just want to be myself, whether that be my quirky self, um, and I think the people who see it and can. Um, you know, latch on to what we're doing over here. Uh, I, I am. I would love to to hang out with you. It's like, I mean, that's the whole brand. That's the whole Heine House brand. Is that's where the, even the my name of my business came from, Heine House Entertainment. Is that growing up when I was a kid, like all the kids wanted to come over to the Heine House because we we even my parents, like I'm best friends with my parents. You know, like they they encouraged us to have fun, have friends over. We had the video games, we had the Super Nintendos, we had, you know, we set up the projector for the for the N64 to do Mario Kart, and we had the Capri Suns and, you know, the, you know, the Lunchables, Lunchables. ready to go. Yeah, ah, bro. They, they, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it was just, it, it was the cool place to be, you know, and it's always been that. And even today, it's like, I, I'm sitting here across to my girlfriend and I'm looking at her and I'm telling her I love her. Cause I converted the entire house into basically <laughs> my studio recording studio, Twitch live stream, DJ set drum room. Like it's, yeah, it's amazing. And, and we just have a really great time and uh, we want to share positivity and, and laughs, dude. That's it. That's it. Love it. Well, hello, Stephanie. Of, they all, they're hello. saying hi to you, Stephanie. They're, <laughs> hi. <laughs> hi. She's here. Hope you, hope you enjoyed the, what was it? Sonic tater tots. <laughs> from the other day the, the s'mores the s'more shake the, the toast s'more s'mores. shake yeah. that's what it was yeah, yeah. Dude, people are sending me they're sending me pictures now of like them in the drive-thru <laughs> and they they all have the whipped cream and the cherry because we we got it without that and they're like look at us nice. eating it with the whipped cream <laughs> badasses <laughs> nice yeah so I do have to ask though I I'm more of a gamer nerd I'm, I'm not a, a, a sonic nerd uh didn't you know that pun intended because i'm not a gen i'm gotta uh, eat uh, fast <laughs> super nintendo guy talking about super genesis. nintendo guy sega genesis sonic uh, joke yeah no no i get it i get it I get but uh, <laughs> what when when you're sitting down to do like a review for a game um can you give us like an idea of what games have taken you by surprise the most and maybe a couple games that maybe were disappointing in a little bit um an early game that was a super big disappointment uh, that I played as a kid that I wanted to like but just couldn't was Bayou Billy. Oh, because it's Konami. Well, I love Konami games, but for some reason that one had really had issues with like the hitboxes and the movement, and I just couldn't I couldn't ever do it. I was getting really really upset with it, and 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 during that time I was playing a lot of great Konami games. Some of my favorites, Contra and Jackal and a whole bunch of others. But mm -hmm. for some reason, man, that one that one really, really, really pissed me off. And in fact, it's one of the only, only videos I uploaded to my channel where I was actually sort of like angry video game nerd style. And it was the only time I did it. And it was I was genuinely upset. And I'm like, I don't know if I OK, well, it's kind of fun and funny, but I'm I'm not going to be like this. You know, like it was crazy, crazy maddening. So that one that one really got me. Um <sighs> Some other games that are what was the question that that surprised? Oh, me? just that surprised you. Like like maybe you found 
a game that you had never heard of and you and you end up playing it was like wow this is all of a sudden one of my favorite games ever oh oh um there's actually a couple there's a game on psp called mock it's like a Hmm. it's like a fighter jet kind of futuristic flight game but it's more like arcade style almost like um uh what's the oh i'm drawing a blank what's the uh the most popular uh, fighter jet game that everyone knows. Uh, uh, Afterburner. Afterburner. Yeah, it's kind of kind of similar to that in a way. Uh, great game. Y'all should check that out. Um, there's also another one on Game Boy Advance. What is it called? Iridium? Uh, um, Iridium. Yeah, Iridium yeah. and Iridium 2. The graphics on those games are off the charts great. Dude, yeah. right? I, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Totally great the, games. The pixel art there is yeah, like like go Google that right now if you're listening to this because the, the, that game looks it's looks beyond what GBA should be capable of. But by the way, when you say mock, you don't mean mock like mock turtleneck. You mean like M-A-C-H. Correct. Just correct. Just so everybody listens. Everybody listening. <laughs> but when you that. play the game, you have to wear a turtleneck. I thought oh. I thought that's <laughs> that's actually how it's played. But <laughs> right on. Yeah, uh, that's just a few that stand out. I do need to bother you about one more thing, though, because my favorite recent video of yours is about a game that is kind of near and dear to my heart, but for kind of goofy reasons. And that's Rush 2 for N64. Oh, dude. Um, Just because of the stunt track, I swear I put like a hundred hundreds of hours just goofing off in the stunt track of that game because it's first of all, the music is kind of just very late 90s techno low rent budget dollar store totally (laughs) yeah and it has this weird sound effects too and there's like yeah like what the what am i listening to and and you do you do it's so great because the physics are so dumb and you fly around like and you do a thousand flips you'll land on all four tires and then all of a sudden your car will just like flip over mysteriously and explode and it, it, it makes me laugh every time. And that's why I, I still revisit that game every once in a while. It's like, yes, somebody else loves this game. I, I <laughs> And it's for the same reasons that I love it, because of the stupid stunt track. I love it. So that makes me so I just happy to hear. Yeah, I wanted to shout that out because I was like, yeah, Rush 2. I'm all about Rush 2. I'm not a big N64 guy, but that's one of my favorites for it because of that stunt track. It's, it's freaking, it's so much fun. I if you can go in and turn on the there's a cheat menu in that game too, and if you can figure out how to get in there, and turn on they have gravity you can turn on light. That's oh my course god gets bananas. You have to get so, in there with that. So is that a game genie thing or no is- no no no? So uh, this was back before we had internet and all that. So, well, we had internet, but we weren't looking up cheat codes online for this. Somehow yeah. I figured it out. I was just in the options and I was like mashing every button on the controller for whatever reason. Maybe I was like mad or something and I was like pushing all the buttons <laughs> and then all of a sudden it goes and the little cheat cheat thing popped up. I'm like, wait, what? And you scroll down to it and I just continue to mash buttons and you have to unlock the cheat code within the cheat section, which is weird, right? You unlock the cheat code area and you go in and then they're all grayed out. There's like, I don't know, 30 of them, all these different cheat codes. It's not a game genie thing. It's built into the game. Um, yeah, and, and then there's an anti there's an anti gravity mechanism that allows you to just stay in the air forever. <laughs> Not forever, but yeah, a long time. Like I found a way to jump off of the big, um, the big purple like half pipe in the corner of the map and go out of bounds. <laughs> and you can All just right. drive in the dirt, which is completely black, just blackness out there. 
and you just keep driving and then eventually you fall off the out of bounds and your car is spinning so fast that it looks like it's stationary. That's awesome. It's I'm insane. looking that up like as soon as we're done here because I think that- I post I think I did I do it at the end of my video? I think I may have. I don't remember. Uh you talked about the uh half pipe and the crash course. Okay. After the stunt thing. I don't, I don't think remember you what did, I did, but I'm sure it's on GameFAQs. Yeah, for sure. I can just go look up the cheat codes, get in there, and yeah, man. I mean, I skipped school when that day came out. I remember <laughs> I remember going to Toys R Us, buying that game, and going home. It was like a Tuesday like morning. Me and my friends all walk in the house. My mom's like, so what the hell are you guys doing home? <laughs> just like, uh, mom, rush to, duh. <laughs> You Dude, you're, by the way, you're totally right. To access cheat menu, hit all four C buttons, the Z button, and the two shift buttons. There it is. The so that's what I, was, I was just fucking mashing you were just on mashing it. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it turns just out that's up. exactly what you're supposed to do. Dude, I've been breaking games for so long. What is wrong with me? Please send help. <laughs> send help. That's oh, so cool. that's great. I definitely need to do that because I love that stunt course. It's so dumb. I love it. It changes everything when you can turn on. A few of those cheat. And then also, yes. just a real quick tip, because you're such a Rush fan like me, turn gravity on heavy when you go race the normal game. It keeps oh, the car yeah. more planted. And, dude, yeah. the handling is, like, so much better. It's less slidey and drifty. And I, I'm i sure, yeah. dude. I and like, then you play as the van, and you won't tip over for once? For once, exactly. <laughs> Hitting these conas too goddamn hard. Yeah, man, this is a good segue because I was going to bring up how you are a big racing game aficionado. In fact, if I had to po- you know, point to anyone in the retro game space you know, who, who specializes in the racing games, it's going to be Jason Heine. Oh, man, so appreciate that. Maybe, yeah, so what are, some of the, what are some modern racing games people should check out? And maybe what are some of your, your favorite old school racing games? Oh, my gosh. Big question. Big question. Yeah. Um, well, we talked about Rush. I don't need to repeat it. That's one of the <laughs> greatest. I love Rush, Cruising USA. Those are early great games. Um, I love um, arcade racing games. Burnout. Cannot cannot talk without saying Burnout. Burnout 2. Uh, all, well, pretty much all of them. Takedown, fantastic. I Burnout love Paradise. Uh, yeah, yeah, Paradise. Minus the camera angle. I have issues with that camera angle, but that's another mm. story. The thing is, is that, you know how some people like, and there's nothing wrong with this. People like what they like, and there's to, that's totally fine. I enjoy a wide range of racing games. So, like, I recently, this year, this this year, I said, you know what? I'm going to do me. I'm going to do something. I'm going to do something for me. And I bought myself, for the very first time, a, a real racing simulator rig for the house. I bought the 32-inch curved screen. I got the racing seat. I bought the Thrustmaster pedals the wheel i got the the eight shifter on the floor i've got the sequential shift you know i've got the full i've got the full meal deal here and i want to get into i played some i racing which is insane it's so cool very that's probably the most hardcore sim ever made but i love playing sim games like tomorrow like i'm i'm playing project cars 3 tomorrow uh i've got it pre-ordered ready to go it's launching tomorrow can't wait to get involved with that but um yeah, play that on the sim rig. But then you can also just pick up a controller and have fun playing some retro stuff, dude. Like one of my favorite games is RC Pro-Am on the NES back in the day from Rare. Shout right out. You know, um, Super Sprint from Atari. Those are some early top-down racing games. I love uh, Codemasters. I love Micro Machines. I love, uh, 
Uh, maybe I'm just gonna ram- ramble off. Onrush on PS4. <laughs> that's a more recent game. Uh, great stuff there. Let's see what else. Play the shit out of Crew Two. That's a fun game. You know, not the greatest. Uh, Ubisoft. What are you guys doing? You know, get your shit together. But <laughs> that's a great not, game. Not hearing a lot of Super Nintendo here. Oh, I mean, we haven't Ooh, got the Super Nintendo yeah. yet. We haven't got the Super <laughs> Nintendo yet. Um, yeah, I mean, how can you how can you go wrong with 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 Mario Kart with F Zero? Um, how Top can you Gear. go wrong uh, with yeah Top Gear Top Gear Three Thousand? How do you go wrong with these games? Um, oh, one of the greatest racing games is actually kind of sim uh, on Super Nintendo. Uh, uh, Test Drive Two. You ever played that one? Uh, not all that familiar with it. No, let me make a note of that. Yeah, Test Drive you. Two. I got you on that one. You, you got me. Check that out. You got you the gotta, you gotta check it out. That's hard to do. It's, oh um, man. It's a game to where you have like a choice of three vehicles. It's like a Testarossa. uh, What else is in there? I don't know. There's a couple of cars in there, but it's very much like it's, it's cockpit only. Think about that. Super Nintendo cockpit only view in a car. All right. You've got the wheel up there. You can actually put on manual transmission and, and, and shifting actually matters. Like if you redline it for a long time, you'll blow your engine and lose a life. Like this, this is some legit racing on that console. Mm. And I, I love it. Sometimes I just have the music stuck in my head and I'll just go into the in the room here, pop in the cart and just be like, I got to play it. I have to play it right now. Yeah, it's great. And it's it's kind love of like it. a sim. And you go to the gas station and stop and you, yeah. they fill it up and then you're back on the next next course. And yeah, check that out. You'll love that. Right on. Thanks. Yeah, man. Did you sure. play um, Horizon Chase Turbo, Jason? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did. Actually, yeah, I... I uh, I know those guys over there. Great team, great group of guys. They're fantastic. What a, what an awesome game! It's very much like, um, um, you know, it's a throwback, a thro- throwback yeah. to that Top Gear, except it's blazing yep. fast. It's so great. Yep. Yeah, and a lot of extras. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And yeah. they're, man, their DLC too. Like they've supported that game immensely. I think that's really really great to see. Right. Yeah, man. And speaking of throwbacks, I kind of wanted to segue into this for you. Um, you're pretty involved in an up-and-coming racing project that releases pretty soon. Is that right? Can you talk about that? Oh, my gosh. Can we, please? This has been yeah. like six <laughs> years in the making uh, for me Whoa. specifically. Um, yeah, man. Very, very cool. We actually today, this is actually really cool that it happened today, and I'm able to talk mm-hmm. about it finally, that September 10th, September 10th, just a few weeks away here, Hotshot Racing is going to be released. PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, PC, Steam. It's going live. And uh, I haven't been able to talk about it for long for a very long time. And so now the cat's out of the bag. It's great. Uh, Hotshot Racing is um, a throwback, uh, virtual racing-inspired polygon racing game um, that is modeled after you know the early 90s uh, racing style. And it's done by Lucky Mountain Games. Uh, Lucky Mountain Games is uh, the guy by the name of Trev Lay. He's uh, he used to be Rockstar London, but he's done. Oh. He's worked on games like Burnout. He's done APB. He's worked on uh, Outrun. He's done a bunch of uh, racing games, Midnight Club, to name a few. And uh, so at his time there, he's definitely involved with racing, but uh, mm-hmm. went off on his own to create his own independent label and started to work on a game. Uh, at the time, it was called Racing Apex. And what was really cool about that is, you know, it was a really small team of people. And uh, I got involved about, uh, actually, it was about 2015 is when I got involved because I saw it on YouTube. 
I saw like an early trailer and I'm like, oh my God, I'm the racing dude. I love Polygon. <laughs> like, dude, I owned Virtual Racing Arcade game at one point. I love that. It's such an amazing game. It, it inspired so much. It changed my life. So yeah, I just I just wanted to get involved with it and I wrote to him and uh, long story short, um, I got involved and I sold myself. Um, and that's always a big thing that I preach when I talk about, uh, you know, inspirational, like sell yourself, you know, be be confident in your ability. And it was just one of those moments where I took a chance. I shot in the dark and I was like, let me do the soundtrack to this game, period. And he's like, go, show me. And I did, man. I went out and here we are. I produced 12 songs for the game. And um, wow, yeah, man, it Sumo Digital stepped in. They, they saw it. They caught wind of it. Uh, we wanted to scale the game uh, past what we were able to do as independent. So Sumo Digital, you know, the incredible Sega uh, you know, second party developers there who did mm-hmm. Outrun, of course, Sega and Sonic All-Star Racing, to name a few. I mean, there's literally hundreds of games they've done, but uh, they stepped in and they're the ones that took charge of it and re- basically remade the entire game. And um, oh, man, it's great. I cannot wait for everyone to play it. And uh, I-, I would love to get on the track with all of you and play some online races. And it's really a, a love letter and probably the greatest uh, achievement of my my really my entertainment and, and musical career to uh, to produce the music for that game. It's just it's it's amazing. What were some of your musical influences that went into that? So a lot of the games that we've already talked about in the racing genres uh, are, definitely were. And what I what I have done is I went back. I wanted to make this very special. And whether people will hear this, well, they won't hear this. I know they won't. But pretty much. Um, what I did is I took assets from the game, pictures, videos, this and that. And very early on, before we even had a prototype or an alpha of the game, I would look at this stuff, but then I would model my music based off of like the visuals and the color palettes and the styles and the artwork and that. So what I did is like if, if we had like, you know, a, a, a casino level or something, I would go in and I would, I would really look at the, the colors and I would say, okay, you know, what would, what would, I, what would I use for this type of, for sound. So I would go back and I have like drum machines from the nineties. I have uh, old keyboards from the eighties. I got the Yamaha DX seven. I got a D 50. I have a whole bunch of early, early um, hardware that would have been used in that day to produce music, which in a lot of this stuff was used for some of these early games and DOS games and things. So I would use the physical hardware to get the authentic sounds that would have been used in like, say the early nineties for the soundtrack. And that is like, Nobody will hear that like on the surface. They'll just be like, oh, it's great or whatever. But like the, the, the fact is that these, these pieces of analog gear provide something unique, something special that and you'll inherently uh, love and not really know, what, know why and or how, but it's going to hit you a certain way. And, you know, all this stuff, like even the drum sounds, man, I'm using like some of this is like Lindrum early stuff, using old Yamaha, like RY30 drum machines and all these things to to get a, a authentic sounds. And uh, man, it's just been a love letter. But like F-Zero, uh, Wipeout, Ridge Racer, uh, Baja, uh, uh, all these games where I sat down and listened to these soundtracks and then I used them as inspiration to create something all original that was era and period specific, but also handcrafted and, and, and perfectly fit for this game. So that is what happened and it's been like, five years, six years in the making. And uh, 
man, it's going to be great. And I'm just super <laughs> proud of it. Super proud. Of it. Oh, congratulations. I'm so happy for you, man. Thanks, it's man. it's clear you. you really you really care about it a lot. It's really impressive. And I saw the trailer for it today. It was the first time I'd seen a trailer. Did you do the music that's in that trailer? I did the music in the first trailer at the reveal trailer that they launched. Okay. Uh, but so not the second Not the one. one that was tweeted? Okay. Right. Gotcha, gotcha. Cool. I'm, I'm excited either way, man. I kind of had heard about it, but it wasn't until like the last couple of weeks kind of paying attention to you more that I really got invested in it. And now I am super stoked and it's cool because it comes out very soon. So I don't have to be teased and tantalized for too long. Totally. Yeah. It's been a long time coming and they've, you know, people don't understand sometimes what it takes, especially from like an indie studio and then migrating into something that's, it's bigger than it originally was. But then we had to actually go back to the drawing board and recreate you know, rebuild the game in a different game engine. We were originally building it in Unity. And, you know, we've since moved on in, in, into Sumo's, uh, you know, mm. proprietary game engine, the same game engine that Sonic All-Stars is built off of. So it's crazy. Yeah, it's it's way cool. And it just takes a long time, man. It takes a long time. And yeah. I know everyone wants it. I mean, I've got people that are, I'll, I'll say they're very passionate uh, about about that. And I appreciate that greatly. But, you know, the wait is over and it is finally here. And it's uh, it's just a great, great moment. And that happened this Heck morning, yeah. too. The announcement it was just great. Yeah, I saw the tweet and then I sent it over to Alex and was like, it's a good day to talk to this guy. For sure. <laughs> yeah, for that's sure. good. Nice coincidence there. It really yeah, is. For yeah. sure. All right. Great. So uh, we have some listener questions. Uh, and let's see here. We have one here from uh, Jake, a man named Jake. He asks... Are retro-inspired independent games oversaturating the current gaming landscape? Funny we ask you that. What do you think about that, Jason? Are retro games? What, what is what was the what is he meaning again? Are they oversaturated? Like new retro-inspired games, or what? What's the? Yeah, yeah like are retro-inspired, retro and he, he says independent, but I guess it doesn't really have to be. Are retro-inspired games oversaturating the current gaming landscape? Hmm. I think that's a great question. And, and just I would say that are there a lot of retro inspired games currently on the market? And to his point, yes, um, because a lot of people have access to these tools now. A lot of people have access to dev kits. Uh, a lot of people have access to uh, Unity. You know, a lot of people have access to this stuff uh, and they can just kind of create their own thing. I mean, some of the best games we've ever played was created from, you know, a, a group of two in their basement, you know, g making a game and then putting it on uh, itch.io or whatever and just releasing mm -hmm. it. So, yeah, I mean, is it oversaturating? I don't know that it's oversaturating. I guess it kind of is, yeah. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. We do see a lot more shit come through because of that, and that's just the byproduct of that. But, uh, yeah, I, I think it's a good thing. I think it's good for people to be creative and put their stuff out there. Uh, whether it's whether it's good or not, that's subjective. So, uh, um, I mean, some of, the, some of the greatest games I ever played were just terrible. And I love terrible games. I love shovelware. My Wii <laughs> collection is massive with shovelware, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I mean, people are smart i think most people are smart enough to say like this game is good this game is crap you know like pretty quickly um like look at something like micromages that game's pretty damn good pretty damn good and that's like an nes inspired uh platformer 
it's it's two player co-op it's such a well-made game it's fun um even stuff like streets of rage 4 uh so good so good when you when you crank that you know retro dial up a little bit and smooth it out with a little more polish uh yeah there's stuff like that um and then you've got stuff like blazing chrome and cross code and you know cosmic star heroin even i'm not i'm not all that thrilled with that game but it's still pretty damn good um it's it's i don't see it as a problem because i i understand that there's obviously the you know there's i do think there is <laughs> it's the old meme of uh you know like oh it's another summer steam uh steam summer sale and i just <laughs> yeah. bought 25 games i'll never play but um you know what? I play a few. I play a few of them every once in a while, and they're pretty damn good. Like Stardew Valley is one of my favorite games of all time, uh, ever. Like I love that game so much, and uh, that's obviously a retro-inspired game. You know, that's he the the creator got to meet. I saw the video where the he got to meet the creator of Harvest Moon, the the initial director and developer of the first Harvest Moon game for Super Nintendo. And the dude was like overcome with emotion and asking him all sorts of questions and stuff like that. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it was a really cool moment. And um, yeah. And and that guy made that game by his, by his freaking self. He's still doing all sorts of updates. He, a couple of years ago, he did a multiplayer update. So now long distance couples can play and like spend time with each other in the game. How cool is that? Like, so cool. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, that's dude. off. That's another tangent entirely. But yeah, no, I, I I'm I'm with you on that. Yeah, I I agree. I think um, and Tom Happ is another one that's it's amazing what he's able to do by himself with Axiom Verge, Axiom Verge two. Um, Ooh, yeah, I, I would I would say it's not really oversaturating. I think it's kind of replacing. Um, because I, you know I don't have any stats to prove this, and I, I definitely don't have my ear to the ground for modern games. But I feel like there are less AAA games coming out because. They're harder to make. It takes it takes like a whole country to make a. Have you seen the credits roll on a GTA game? Oh, dude, <laughs> get your popcorn. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. insane. So I mean, like, it, it takes a lot to go into those AAA games, and I think uh, we're seeing a lot of the a lot of the void that's left behind there replaced with uh, with games like this. And if a game being a two D platformer makes it retro inspired or whatever, that's cool with me. And I say load them up. The cream will rise to the top. Yeah, for the sure. Cream will rise to the top. Oh yeah! Thank you. That's, macho that's my that's my macho man. But yeah, no, I'm I'm watching my girlfriend play through uh, Ghost of Tsushima here and there, and she loves it. But at the same time, it's like holy crap! The amount of work that went into this game is just absolutely insane. It's like a an armada of programmers <laughs> and developers and people, and just it's. Whereas there's something to a game just being you know simple like i love the game don't starve that's that's always my go-to example you're just a guy or a gal placed in like in the middle of the wilderness and you got to like use what's around you to try and survive and not starve and it's so it's i love stuff like that because it's so simple but um at the same time though there are some you know games you'll find on your phone or (laughs) you know some of these pseudo retro games that are just blatant cash grabs like hey remember i don't know techmo bowl well then you'll love this and it's like just some blatant like dlc nonsense that's just like you get to play one game but now you gotta pay us five dollars to unlock the next game and unlock rosters and now you gotta unlock the uniforms or i don't know it's there's some ridiculous crap out there but uh 
overall my nostalgia i can see right through that and that, yeah, that i don't it, like yeah. and i think pe- most people are smart enough to see that so yeah except for yeah. hot shots racing that's preying on my nostalgia nah. and i love it i do love that <laughs> and, there's, and, there's, there. and there's no loot boxes there's no extra stuff you can lock everything in <laughs> none game. of that nonsense Bruh, yeah. so good <laughs> hell yeah all right uh second so, question second question is from our friend dan uh the guy console wars uh, fellow, he asks, "What old TV show or movie would make an awesome game today?" Oh, so if I'll you're take gonna, a run at it, yeah. If um, you're gonna do like an MMORPG or like a or like a Ghost of Tsushima or even like a Stardew Valley type game for any old TV or TV show or movie, what would it be? Well, yeah, I I think you know it's funny because we just talked about how much we liked the retro inspired games. But I think if I wanted to make a game based on something that I loved, I think I would want it to be a high fidelity game. I'd want to immerse myself in it as much as possible. And I always thought, now this is this is nostalgia layered on nostalgia, but I feel like the uh, the never ending story would have been a fun video game even back in the day. Like a never ending story, great pick because it's it's an adventure. It's it's a love story. There's plenty. There's villains. There's a there's boss battles throughout the the whole movie. It was ahead of its time. Yeah, so that would be great. I, I, you know, it would fit perfectly in a in a you know two D uh, retro inspired format. But you know, I'm I'd be lying to myself if if I didn't say it would be kind of cool to also see it come to life a little more with a with a triple A type thing. Ride ride around on some Falcor. Hopefully, your horse doesn't drown. That'd be sad. I wouldn't want to see that again. But uh, you know, it, that would be that'd be my choice. I don't know how to top that. Uh, yeah, I need to think. I was say, shit, uh, how do I how do I go on top of that one? J- go ahead, Jason. <laughs> I, Paul, I, Paul's in your court. Shit, I really don't have a great answer for this. I'm trying to think. Um, and this, I, I guess, feel like I I would go with like a Seinfeld MMORPG. <laughs> I, oh, I want to be some somebody in the one. Seinfeld. <laughs> really? I think so. I think so. Uh, or you can just be some rando in the Seinfeld universe, and then you you just come across like George freaking out about something, like he's he's dressed as a Shakespeare thing, <laughs> trying to convince somebody that he's not crazy, and then you you go see Kramer, and he's like pushing a uh, one of those carts with 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 Newman riding in it or something like that. And, yeah, it's... I was gonna say something like. Uh... Like Knight Rider, but we already have. I think we have a Knight Rider NES game, and also I guess yeah. that's basically like Cyberpunk now. So, which is coming mm. out at some point in our lives. So, mm. yeah, I, I don't. I don't really know. I've always wanted just something. I guess not really movie related at all, but I've always just kind of wanted something in like Flight Sim. Why I just started playing Flight Sim 2020, and I just love. I love how real time that is. How it uses real time weather data, real time oh. uh, airport and traffic data. It That's uses, so cool. Yeah, like it's a, like if we're having like a storm outside and I get in a plane and fly in game over the house, I'll be in that storm. Like that would that stress is, me out big time. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's a really interesting and exciting element to a game that I've never experienced before. So a part of me is kind of like, wait a minute, I would love to have even if it's just a sandbox, even if it's kind of like half the size of like a Grand Theft Auto world, but have just some sort of like real time game even if it's like vr non-vr whatever but like real time to where you just enter this world and it's the real world you can get in and out of cars you can go in and out of every home you can knock on door i don't know like i don't know just it would be really cool to have almost a a real life simulator in a way 
Yeah, is that what drew you to uh, the crew a while back? Because it was more, I mean, not that it was more of a simulator, but it did sort of simulate a bit of the U.S. And Absolutely. it had some of those elements where they tried to to marry it a little bit with real life. Absolutely. You're exactly right. And I think that's kind of the, the, the passion that a lot of us had early on when we started playing games like the early Grand Theft Auto, uh, where we had open world, where we could just explore. And I was kind of like, whoa, this is so cool. I can't wait to see it expanded on. I don't think we've actually hit hit that threshold yet of being able to to truly go into a world and and experience everything that it has to offer like you know you can walk around in grand theft auto or whatever but you can't you can't like go into every single house or explore every single mm-hmm. little thing i think that would be mm-hmm. really neat like just a real life one to one of of the world i think the the best template uh for a tv show like an open world uh, the best realization that i've seen uh is this are the two south park games uh that came out uh within the past few years the stick of truth and uh fractured butthole uh very classily (laughs) titled but um those two do such a good job bringing the south park universe to life while keeping it you know it's it's not really open world but kind of is but it's still pushes you in a certain direction all the characters are there i'd love to see a game like that brought to life with like beavis and butthead mm-hmm. or like ren and stimpy or space ghost or, or the simpsons universe i think that would be great simpsons universe yeah or any animated show, bob's burgers you know any any animated show really it would be it would it's a perfect fit for it i, I really think south park nailed it with uh, both stick of truth and the fractured butthole they're very funny games too Oh, yeah, they're freaking hilarious, yeah. Yeah, the writing's incredible. Well, I guess we've reached the end of our Drunk Friend episode, but before uh, we get out of here, Jason, uh, you said you had it. Were you going to stream that thing tomorrow, the the game that you're picking up? Yes, absolutely. I am. Uh, So this podcast comes out tomorrow morning, so... Yeah, Project Cars 3. So this podcast is going to come out tomorrow, so if people catch it early, what time can they find you streaming that? Uh, yeah, just uh, to basically just go to my website. That's the main place where you're going to find all the links, heinehouse.com, H-E-I-N-E, heinehouse.com. But uh, I'm on Twitch, same name there, Heinehouse. Check it out. And I'm on 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights, and I do a DJ stream. We do some music on Saturday nights. We hang out, we party, we have a good time. So you know, uh, it's been great to to chat and meet you guys. It's been great to meet your community. And uh, it's awesome, just totally awesome to con- continue to, to network with like-minded individuals. So I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for listening to me ramble. I love to hang out and talk <laughs> games and stuff. So uh, I appreciate it. Thanks again. Well, you're such yeah. a positive dude. It's hard not to, you know, It's it, you seem like one of those guys where it's like, you don't like Jason? Well, what's your problem? What's, what's, <laughs> what's, wrong, what's wrong with you? You know what I mean? So that's that's yeah. you're, you seem like a really happy dude. So yeah, thanks man. for coming on and spending time with us. Absolutely. Appreciate it. All right. That's been another Drunk Friend Podcast. As always, you could reach out to us uh, with any questions or comments at drunkfriendpodcast at gmail.com. We might even read one of those emails out here on the show. If you want to hear more podcasts uh, from our crew, check out polykill.com and poke around. And if you got nothing to say in an email, no worries. You can still contribute to the podcast by rating and reviewing it wherever you listen. It helps us out a lot, and it only takes one second. It might take up to five, but at most, five mm. seconds. You can find us on social media. Uh, on Twitter, I'm at Trav Plays Games. Alex is, of course, at Snest Drunk, and you can find Jason at Heinehouse.
And that, that music you heard at the beginning and right here at the end was composed by our friend Coolor. The theme song is called Electric Starbounce, and you can find a link to more of his music on the Buzzsprout podcast page. And if our logo has you thirsty, you can thank Josh Leslie for that. And we're all very glad he's safe from uh, Hurricane Laura from last night. Uh, Godspeed, yeah. Josh. Hang in there. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. Well, be sure to catch us all on YouTube and Twitch. And thanks for listening. And we hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you.